Retreat House listeners, I wanted to let you know that this episode is part two of two episodes in my conversation with Sunday Burquest. Last week, we heard the beginning of her story. Her story was just so good, and there was we just had such great conversation, I couldn't cut anything, so I made it into two parts. So if you haven't heard part one yet, go back and listen to last week's episode first, and then come back and listen to this episode and hear the second part of my conversation with Sunday Burquest. Welcome to the Retreat House Podcast. I'm your host, Angie Smith. I've invited a friend to the table to share their story. Come and join us. My oldest son comes to me and says, Mom, you got through the cancer. I'm like, yeah. I think it's time It's time to go for the dream. Okay. So we turned in our first audition tape for Survivor. You and your son? My son and I did together okay. because they do a season called Blood versus Water where you go on with a blood relative. Oh, okay. And that day that we were going to tape happened to be April. It was April and we'd gotten like 15 inches of snow. So it was a fun mm-hmm. video to make. Mm-hmm. But see, now I have a story. When they're casting for reality TV, they're looking for people with a story, mm-hmm. right? So I'm leading with, I'm a breast cancer survivor. I can do survivor, which, you know, <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Anyways, so we turn it in and we get a call. doesn't really go anywhere, though. And so I'm like, well, I'm still going for it. So mm-hmm. I was turning 45. I'm like, if I'm not going to do it now, I'm never going to do it. So the next year I turned in another one, and that's when the ball really started to get rolling. And it was a really long casting process, but I knew I knew God was setting me up. I, I just knew that he was. I had this story, and he was going to turn it into something good. I didn't know how, and I kept thinking all the time, like, I fe- and I still do think of God, like my dad who has this, like, surprise gift for me. And I'm still unwrapping it to see what all the ripple effects are going to be. Mm-hmm. I get to the island and they don't tell you, you know, what the season is. Oh, they don't wow. tell you what the theme is. You have no idea until you're literally starting the game, Isn't until it? you're on the island and Jeff says, Welcome to Survivor 33, Millennials versus Gen X. <laughs> so, one thing I haven't mentioned at that point, I was a young adult pastor. Which meant I pastored millennials. And I'm like, in the inside, I'm thinking, God, you are like too much. You are just the timing of this. Like, I can't even, oh, you know. So on the inside, I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. The Gen Xers are like, eh, millennials, they're so, all this stuff, right. you know. But I'm like happy. So we start playing the game. And on the, the second challenge that we have, it's a challenge where, you know, when you do a challenge, you sometimes have some people doing part and some people doing another part. Mm-hmm. Well, the first part of the challenge was diving off of a platform, swimming across, climbing up a 10-foot cargo net, jumping in the air, catching this key, and falling into the ocean about 10 feet. And as Jeff is explaining it to us, he's saying, think of the hero moment and the shot of you in the air grabbing the key. So instantly, in my mind, I want the hero shot. Right, I'm doing right. this part of the challenge. Which I did. And I dive in. I get up the cargo net. I grab my key, fall in the ocean, and all of, all of this. Well, 
They don't tell you the dates when you're out there. They won't tell you anything, so you don't know. But we'd been marking on a log the days. And that day we won that challenge, and it was April 11th. And it was the same day I had been diagnosed. Wow. So here God's got me out there. Two years, three years? Four years. Four years later, okay. So four years after being told I have breast cancer, I am jumping off You're having a, a ten hero foot, moment. Yes, having a hero moment. Mm-hmm. I, and, and they had asked me earlier, like, what would it mean to you today to win? And I was like, it would be like kicking cancer in the butt, you know? A couple of cool things that happened because of that. First, that night, I got to share with my tribe mates. Mm-hmm. You guys, I had breast cancer just four years ago, and here I am. And you know what? It's because of God. Mm. Not only that, I had determined that when I went out there to Fiji to play the game, I was going to come back different because that anxiety was still hanging on. I still felt like there was these after effects of cancer, like maybe at a... Oh, my gosh. You went on Survivor to help deal with your anxiety. (laughs) That just gives me anxiety to think about that. (laughs) <laughs> I never, I've never thought of that before. But you're right. And who does that? Because you're just adding well, a like, whole other level of anxiety. it's like learning how to swim by jumping and just jumping yeah, in the just water, jump in the fire. Right. Well, it was neat because I didn't realize it at that moment, but through the help of you know you you're assigned a psychologist. Oh, from being on, on the show after. Okay. Well. Yeah, you don't get to talk to him till after, obviously. But, okay. but it's so emotionally and mentally challenging that they that you're that assigned a psychologist. Do that, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that they, they really that. take care of um, aftercare. Yes, mm-hmm. and after talking with her and going through decompression and that kind of thing, and then watching it that fall, I realized that that fall into the ocean was a baptism. Hmm. I went in that water one way. I didn't realize it at the second, but I came out different. Mm-hmm. And those after effects are in the Fijian Ocean. Now, I'm not saying every day is perfect. I still go back to that place sometimes. But it was so symbolic to me of what God did. Well, another marker. A marker. Another marker with a before and an after. And here's what's crazy, even on top of that. The day mm-hmm. I found out I was diagnosed, I had been painting furniture with my sister and sister-in-law in a pole barn. And when I walked back into that barn to tell them what the doctor said, the barn, it was filled with an aqua blue mist because that's the color we were painting with, with paint sprayers. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, it was a blue fog. Mm-hmm. When I fell into that water, it was so crystal mm. clear blue. So it reminded me that day I walked into this blue fog and said for the first time, I have breast cancer. Fast forward four years and I'm falling into a different kind of a blue fog and coming out with, I don't have any more breast cancer, Mm -hmm. figuratively speaking. Mm -hmm. Only God could set that up. Right, right, right. Only God could set that up. And your no to you and your son being on was because he had something better there was something, something better different yeah mm-hmm. yep and i'm still believing he'll get on because <laughs> he wasn't happy about it mm-hmm. oh uh but talk about grit mm-hmm. not because of me because i'm so great I, it was totally god-given i mean i'm gonna tell you i went camping with my dad when i was little and that's where i left camping mm. i don't like being outside i don't like bugs i don't like being hot i don't like being sandy mm-hmm 
I don't like not having toilet paper or soap or toothbrushes or razors or shampoo. I like food. Mm-hmm. I really like food. You're looking at me right now. You can tell. I like food. <laughs> but uh, how long were you out there? So the game is 39 days. Okay. And I made it to day 35. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I was actually, I'm just going to say proud of myself. Yeah. Right before I left, one of the last things my kids said was, Mom, whatever you do, don't be voted out first. (laughs) It's like, you little brats. Again, God was there just in so many different ways. I want to reward one day where, of course, we got a big meal and we got to have pizza in this like floating pizza restaurant in the middle of the ocean, Mm -hmm. which is cool. What was cooler was while we were eating, a platter came to the table. And in my, I sat in my peripheral and I thought, oh, they're bringing over dessert. It was letters from home. Mm. And this was about day probably 22. And you have to understand that you have zero contact with your family for seven weeks. Zero. And this game is so emotionally and mentally challenging that even at just 21 days, you are so beyond depleted. And you're with people 24-7, but you're 100% alone at the same time. Right. Because everyone's trying to win a million dollars. So we get letters from home. Well, I had like 10 letters because I have four kids and four siblings. And, you know, most people had three letters. And here's what was so cool about it. I remember some nights going down to the beach, trying to go by myself, and thinking to myself, I want to sing Good, Good Father to myself, Mm. but I can't remember all the words. I could only remember the chorus. I kept thinking, how come I can't remember the words? I'm a terrible Christian. So when I opened my letters, my daughter had sent me six pages of scriptures. She was Mm. 15. I said, Mom, I looked up these Bible verses, and they helped me. I thought they would help you. But not only that, she wrote out all the words to Good, Good Father. Wow. Which she did a month prior. It's Mm -hmm. not like they wrote the letter and it showed up to me 24 hours later. Mm -hmm. Or she would even know anyways. A month earlier, the Holy Spirit prompted her to write out those words because he knew I was going to need them. Mm -hmm. So I would sneak away in the woods, you know, like when I got, you know, the only time you get to be alone is if you're going to the bathroom. (laughs) So I'd sneak away and pull out my little paper and read those scriptures and sing. Good, good father father to myself. I had to have something Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of him. Mm -hmm. He was in the inside, of course, but I needed that. I needed that, and he made sure I had it. That was one way that I had grit, Mm -hmm. that he was giving me grit because that gave me strength. Mm -hmm. That helped me in a really tough environment. And to have, you know, a 21-year-old boy, your son, right, I love, 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 love. You know, wrote the word love like 20 (laughs) times. Love you, Mom. And your brothers telling you how proud they are of you Mm -hmm. and your mom and your sister and your mother-in-law and and your husband. And um, if I fast forward to day 31 was the family visit. Okay. And anyone that plays Survivor wants to do three things. Mm -hmm. First, they want to make the merge, the halfway point of the game. Second, they want to make the family visit. Third, they want to win. Mm-hmm. Well, probably want to win first. Right. Let's put these in order. <laughs> but I'm saying you want to make the family visit. And you have all these deals going with people. Just keep me here to the family visit. Mm-hmm. And they, they surprise you with it, you know. 
so we're standing there waiting to start our challenge, and Jeff's explaining it, and he says, is there anything that would make this better for you guys? I bet I bet it would be family. And we all were just like, oh, my gosh. This is like a month. Like you're fully a month 31. into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've heard people say, big deal. You haven't seen your – and it, you just have no idea the mental and emotional stress that you're under mm-hmm. and duress, really. And he says, Jeff, come out and see your wife Sunday. I can't even tell you what that did and what that meant. And I got to see him for like three hours um, because the person in my alliance won the challenge. And then they usually get to bring people with. I knew I wasn't going to win. In fact, it was my worst challenge. I couldn't figure it out for the life of me. (laughs) It was like so embarrassing. But there were people that hugged their loved one and then they were gone. Mm -hmm. But because my alliance member won, he brought us on the reward. And when my husband left, the last thing he said to me is, just be you and have fun. Hmm. Don't worry about winning, which to say to a competitive person is like, okay. <laughs> when they're like this close. Yeah, so end. close. Um, but anyway, that meant the world. So there's a little bit more grit to get me through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then, because now you're writing and you're speaking. And mm-hmm. so how did, tell just a little bit of the, like now, how did that, So because that was three years ago. Yeah. What, what has life been you know, post-cancer, post-survivor. So that look like? when I came home, I later that fall, I stepped down from my position as a young adult pastor, um, mainly because my husband and I had known for a long time that I was called to be out and speaking. Mm-hmm. And Survivor gave me enough of a platform to jump out on, like mm-hmm. A, mm-hmm. a little hook, a little something to add to right. my name to just kind of help. Right. And I remember having a conversation with one of my castmates, and he said to me, jokingly, well, I'm sure God's going to use a TV, a reality TV show. And I said, mm, you never know. He mm-hmm. might. And this person said, well, I'm an atheist. I don't, I don't get how that would work. And I said, well, let me just explain it to you. If I'm a Christian, my message to people should be God loves you, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what Christians are supposed to tell people? He's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. So if I'm a Christian and I want to tell people that God loves them, if I go to church to tell people that, theoretically, probably most of those people already believe that. Mm -hmm. That's why they're at church. He's like, okay, tracking with you. It's like, okay. What if God wants me as a Christian, if my message is God loves you, to go tell people that wouldn't go to church that God loves them? Like maybe people that like Survivor or reality TV. And he's like, oh, So I knew God was using this for more than cancer in my life. And Mm -hmm. I believe God's dual purpose. Everything he does for us, he does for us, yes, because he loves me. Mm -hmm. He got me through the cancer because he loves me. But the bigger picture is that he wants to affect other people. He wants other people to know he's good. Mm -hmm. So this was enough of a platform. I will say for the first year, I struggled with my messaging. What am I going to do? How is this going to be? And it was, it's kind of a long story, but I ended up at a solitude retreat mm-hmm. where I completely focused on, okay, God, you need to show me how you want me to do this. Now I'm turning my ear to you. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not the Sunday show. What do you want? And instantaneously, grit girl, bam. I've never had this happen before. Mm-hmm. The branding idea, the... 
messages, the books, it all just dropped in my heart. It's like grit. It's grit. And so I've just tried my best to walk out the mm-hmm, plan. Mm-hmm. And I find it resonates with people, especially women. I worked with women for so many years, and I know that so many of us have felt underappreciated. We've felt confused about our place. We don't know, am I supposed to just, yeah, I'm Mm -hmm. not enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not Mm -hmm. smart enough. I'm not good enough. I'm just changing diapers. Mm -hmm. I'm not important. And I just want them to know that they are and that God has put this grit on the inside of them. Mm -hmm. And there's seasons to our lives. There was a season when I was at home doing diapers and fishy crackers and Bernstein Bear books all day long. Mm -hmm. Now I'm in a different season. Right. But that was still a preparatory and important season. Mm -hmm. And the way that you were serving your family, the way that you were investing in your children, I mean, that... That ma- that matters. Like it at does. every stage, there are different yes. seasons and stages, and it all, they all matter. They all matter. Mm-hmm. And I remember at that time, like, oh, I can't wait till I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm like, oh, I know when you see pictures when they're little. <laughs> I so I I just want women to know that. And I and I also feel like, to be honest, there's a there can be a little bit imbalance. I feel like in the church world, mm-hmm. in helping women navigate. Their strengths, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. their influence, yep. right? Yep, yep. Is it stay home barefoot and be quiet? Or is it get out there and march and demand your way? I feel like there's some balance in there. And there's some, there's some grit that's there. And I think women need to understand that they do have the strength. Mm-hmm. They do have the grit. Mm-hmm. But it comes from him. It's not their own. So I feel like there can be this messaging like, yes, I can do anything. I'm strong. But it's solely dependent on my own self. Mm. And that's not that's not the Bible. No. And even the I can do anything, I think it's really needing to f- – what is, what is God calling me to do? Like where is he leading? I mean I mm-hmm. think there are things that he calls everybody who follows him to do. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to love our neighbor. Yep. We're supposed to – you know, see that all are created in God's image, but then there are, you know, Greek girl. I mean, is your call? Yes. I mean, is what yes. he is calling yeah. you. But to, and to really, yeah, hang on to where it is that he's calling, and you know, like, like do our lane. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, don't worry absolutely. about what people are doing yes. in the other lanes. <laughs> Stay like, in your lane. Do your lane and do yes. your thing that he's called you to. Yes. Yeah. And his there's things he'll let you do. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean they're the lane he wants you in, but he'll let you because right. he lets us have our own free will. Well, and what's amazing is how it all feeds in to mm-hmm. when you get to a point where you're doing something and you're like, oh, my gosh, all the experiences I've had feed into Apps. this thing. And these these experiences that all felt really separate and not at all connected, mm-hmm. the way that he weaves it all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I can look back over... I worked in ministry for 26 years. I think I had six positions. And I can look back and go, now I see why I had each of those positions. They Mm -hmm. all feed forward. Right, right. They all feed forward. Mm -hmm. But it's just interesting how the world's messaging is to women is you're strong, you Mm -hmm. got this. Mm -hmm. And really, it isn't that I'm strong. I'm a weak person in and of my own self. It's God's strength in me. It's his grit in me. Mm -hmm. And then the second part of that 
is that the strength is there to serve as opposed mm-hmm. to demand. It's the same outcome, but a different, well, not even the same outcome. It's the same, um, it's maybe. It's a different attitude. It's a different yes, position it's of a your heart. heart position. Mm-hmm. You owe me this because, or I'm going for this so that I can be an influence and serve others. Mm-hmm. God didn't make us strong to serve ourselves. He gave us grit to use it to influence and serve others. And to me, that's the crux of it and the, the difference, if, if you want to say there's a difference. And helping our young women understand you have a voice. Mm-hmm. And you mat- your voice matters. Your voice matters. Mm-hmm. If we don't unleash half the body of Christ to reach right. the world, mm-hmm. we're going to be sitting down here for a while because mm-hmm. Jesus isn't coming back until we reach the world. And a lot of the body of Christ is feels muzzled, mm-hmm. but but that maybe intentionally, maybe not. But let's let's just realize, hey, mm-hmm. women have a voice. There's a lot of women that are only gonna receive, like we were talking about earlier, from other women, right? And I think that's why the enemies worked so hard to keep us divisive and mm-hmm. separate. Mm-hmm. And we fall into that comparison trap and we're competing with each other. Why? Because it keeps us divided. Right. And if you think about it, when 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 things need to get done fast, who do you call? Right. Women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you call women. Mm-hmm. Who were the first ones at the empty tomb? Women. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Because they were together. I was just reading that, and I noticed four things. They were together. Mm-hmm. They planned. It says that they went out and bought the spices for embalming. Right. Right? So they mm-hmm. were together. They planned. Mm-hmm. Then it says while they were walking there, they were asking, well, what are we going to do? They communicated. Mm-hmm. They collaborated. Mm-hmm. And then they were entrusted with a big task. Right. Now you guys go and tell. Mm-hmm. That the grave is empty. Right. They were women. Right. Women get stuff done. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot about the women on whose shoulders I stand. Mm-hmm. The women that have come before. And just probably in the last several months thinking about what am I doing for the women coming behind? Mm-hmm. You know, how am I continuing to blaze the trail for the women coming up behind and making space for them and letting them, oh, it's just that voice, that, that your voice matters. And I think especially, I mean, for me, what comes up for me is women of color. I mean, I think women in general mm-hmm. feel muzzled. But then if you're a woman of color, which I'm not, but the friends that I've talked to that are, that there's that other. A whole other dynamic. Nother, yes. yes. A yeah. whole other. And, and, and our voices matter and our experiences matter. And we need to hear. I mean, we need to hear their voices. Their voices matter. Yes. Uh-huh. I could be a, I could, I I could know. stay in the soapbox I for know, a very I long know. time. 100%. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Because we're better. We're better and we're stronger when we are all coming together to work for what God wants us mm-hmm. to do. We're influencers. Mm-hmm. Right. How did yeah. Adam eat the apple? Eve said, here. 
<laughs> I still place blame on Adam. But but Eve was like, hey. But I don't know that I would have done anything I, different. I know. Me either. But, I, you yeah. know, she's like, right. here, mm-hmm. eat the apple. Mm-hmm. Women are influencers. Mm-hmm. And so are men. Yep. Let me, I just want to be clear. I right. Men are, are influencers also. It, it's right. the same. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's felt like. We need a little bit of catching up to do mm-hmm. and a little bit more encouragement. freedom, encouragement. Mm-hmm. And like, like you said, yes, and the young women, mm-hmm. a huge part of my heart is reaching college age students, young women, mm-hmm. because they're just starting this thing out. Right. And I've tried to even tell my teenage daughter, hey, you know, she comes home and there's drama and this. I'm like, did you know that? 45-year-old moms are still comparing themselves to each other. (laughs) Did you know that at 45, we still need to remind each other that just because your star is shining doesn't mean mine is dim? Right. Mm -hmm. But if we could get that messaging down so they don't have to live a life, feeling like they have to fight for their voice, how much more power would there be? How much more could get done? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because when women get together, they get things done. That's right. (laughs) Thank you so much. Is there anything that we haven't talked about yet with Grit Girl that you want to make sure that we cover? Uh, You could order my book if you want it. Yes, where can people find you? So go to my website, IamGritGirl.com. It's IamGritGirl.com. My book is called Grit Girl, Power to Survive, Inspired by Grace. It's an easy read, and it's encouraging, and it's Mm -hmm. uplifting. Secondly, I am hosting a women's retreat Coming up in March here, March 8th through the 10th. It's at Craigens in Brainerd. And it's right, a beautiful place. It is nice. <laughs> and right now through February 8th, I have a promo code INVISIBLE in all caps that will save you $25. Great. And um, I'll put all that in the show notes Yeah, that too. would just – I would love to see any women that even if you don't have a friend, <laughs> we have people to connect you with. So, yeah. Awesome. So there are two questions I ask all my podcast guests. The Uh-oh. first one is, yeah, I didn't warn you about this. Uh, the first one is, how do you retreat? Is it a place? Is it a practice? What does retreat look like for you? I retreat by sitting in my comfy chair with a blanket, coffee, and a candle, and just and my Pandora listening to worship music. Mm-hmm. That, to me, feels like retreat. And I try to do it every day. And I have a, a room where I can shut the door and be by myself and do it. Mm-hmm. And that feels like retreat to me. It's like just moments to mm-hmm. breathe mm-hmm. and practice listening. Mm-hmm. That inclining I, your ear. Yeah, like because I like to do all the talking. But mm-hmm. prayer is a two-way conversation. Sometimes we forget the listening part. Right. So for me to get myself quiet and listen, that's retreat to me. And the other question is, if you were to use the hashtag celebrate weird to describe something about yourself, <laughs> what would that be? Oh, my goodness. There's so many to choose from. <laughs> that's how I feel. <laughs> celebrate. About me. <laughs> yeah. I know. You think I'm weird, too. No. Yeah. Um, I got to think about that for a second. Mm-hmm. Celebrate weird. I love that question. I like to sing my own self mm-hmm. around the house and especially if it's like 80s music mm-hmm. and speaking I speaking my language yeah yes. okay I do mm-hmm. hand motion 
<laughs> so I'll be like clap and I'll like point and I'll – so I guess you could maybe call it dancing. I, that's like a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, a little bit of choreography. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. You know, and I guess I find myself doing that around the house. I never realized it was a freak flag thing, but it is. It's weird. So, I'll, yeah, I'll turn up 80s music really loud, and I'll even do a little, mm, mm, you know, like walking around the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my freak flag. I don't know if you'd consider screaming at people in traffic freak flag or just uh, something you need to get under control, but that's one of my other problems. <laughs> uh, yes, and then when you have little ones in the back seat, and all of a sudden you have ears. Yeah. 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 See, yeah, I've been yeah. a little bit freer lately yeah. since mm-hmm. um, my kids are older. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, my sister bought me a T-shirt that says, um, <laughs> I don't know if I can say this, but it says, I love Jesus, but I cuss a little. So I was wearing it one day to the mall and my daughter was, I think, 16. And she said, why are you wearing that shirt? And I said, it's funny. She's like, it's not funny. And I go, yeah, it's funny. She's like, mom, that is not funny. And so we were with friends, and I had walked away, and she said to my friend, why is my mom wearing that shirt? She's like, well, I don't know. I think she thinks it's funny. And she's like, it's not funny. My mom doesn't swear. (laughs) It's like, yep, you're right. That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and talking about grit. I'm I'm so glad that you came. I am so glad. I feel like we just sat down and had coffee it's probably three times as long as you want it to be but okay <laughs> i had fun thank you for joining us today at the table any information mentioned in the show or things we talked about can be found in the show notes if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe or if you've already subscribed please leave a review so that others can find us too If you want to keep up on what's happening with Retreat House, you can find us on all the social medias at at Retreat House Podcast. If you want to keep up with what's happening with me, you can find me at at Angie Smith MN. We'll see you next week at the Retreat House Podcast.